2015. Yeah, Happy New Year. Ooh. <laughs> Listen to that. What do you think? It's not what I was expecting. <laughs> That's what's up, people. Is that Shaggy? Ooh, you hit it. <laughs> got a very distinctive voice. Yeah. That's how we bring it in. On to the next. Fun. That's right. And welcome to another episode of American Riddle. That's right, we're kicking it off with 2015, and I'm sitting in front of the angry African. You know she's got a chip on her shoulders for this new year. She's not backing down, and her name is Miriam Tazi is back. That's my intro. What's up, Miriam? That's right. What do you mean? I don't know. You've been, you've been... I'm promoted to the angry African now. You've been off for like, uh, you know, a little while. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen you in a year. <laughs> You're back in the studio. It is a new year. You know what I mean? Back in the saddle. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Put your head... A saddle on a horse. <laughs> well, I'm just... I was just, you know, drawing a comparison. Yeah. That's right. Shaggy. Yo. I saw this movie on uh, cable. They've been running this movie, Showtime, with Eddie Murphy and uh, uh, Bob De Niro. We call him Bob. Oh. And... Uh, Robert De Niro. And, Respect him. Uh, it was made, I guess, I don't know, back in 2002, but uh, uh, and didn't receive high accolades. What's the movie? It's a movie about... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Showtime. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean, what's it called? Night. And uh, let's just uh, quiet them down for a second. I love Shaggy. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah. See, we got the police siren. <laughs> That's right. It is showtime. Wow. No, it's a movie. It's like it's a reality movie based on a reality TV show where they take two police officers and they follow them around mm-hmm. as they fight crime. Uh, it, it, it did not receive <laughs> a lot of uh, f- uh, praise oh. when it came out, but it plays very, very, very well on television. Hmm. Like it, some movies, I think that if you if it was released. And it it's it's it sucked a turd. When you watch it again, especially you fast forward to 2015, where everything is quote unquote a reality TV show. Mm. You know, Pawn Stars to uh, you, I mean, oh, you name man, it. So many. Yeah, you name it. This fits right in. I think this would play better if it was released today. It's a, it's actually a pretty funny movie when you watch it. Now I kind of want to watch it. Just it it's it's funny. Purposes. I think it's on HBO or something, but. It's it's very it's it's funny to okay. see those two together. So I do recommend that. Tune in. That's right, Miriam Tazi. <laughs> I haven't seen you. You got your hair all feathered. You know what I mean? Like Charlie's Angels up in this camp. Not even close. You know what I mean? She's up here. Her eyebrows. Look at her. My eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I do speak with my eyebrows. Yeah, you have all now sorts of facial expressions. <laughs> We're gonna put this show on no, uh, no. on video so you guys no, can see what's going on. No, but then I can't do it in my pajamas anymore. So yeah, we're 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 back. Uh, you know, we're just getting uh, getting things under the way. I uh, how was your holiday? Good, New yeah, Year's. It was fine. I didn't do very much. Yeah, you. you didn't you didn't raise hell, raise Cain. No, huh? <laughs> not this year. Uh, turn it up. No, I didn't turn mm. up. <laughs> is it turn it up or turn up? Which one is it? You're so old. <laughs> I'm it's, just saying. You, you know, gotta cut loose. Up. You know, <laughs> they don't say cut loose. Do they? You're like my son. He said we don't say that. No. 
not really uh, anything. I didn't. I didn't have one drink on New Year's. No, I haven't had a drink in a long time. Last time I had a drink was. I think you uh, you had a Christmas uh, gathering with your uh, brother, a fellowship. I made so much food that And you day. made the lamb, and I came by, and uh, we had uh, some what, wine. What did we drink? Some oh, I, I had French wine for the, the, yeah. for the lamb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was really Gigondos. good. It was. Yeah. Gigondas. Gigondas. I said S. Gigondas. Gigondas. All right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, really so, good. I mean, no, I, I, I went, uh, uh, took a, a flight up to Detroit, to visit uh, my father on New Year's Eve. That's so I found nice a really good deal, really good deal with the airline called Frontier. Only thing is, I was supposed to come back that Saturday, but. Frontier? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like if you go buy, um, let's say if you go buy, like, uh, you know how you buy Pepsi or Coke or something like that, and they got the generic brand yeah. over there, and it almost looks like Dr. Pepper, but it's called yeah. like Dr. You know, Dr. Fizz or something like that, or it's something weird, yeah. some off brand. That's what this airline's like. I'm but I, to... I gotta say, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, it was. It was well, sometimes ch- the smaller ones actually have more perks. It, that's what it says yeah. on the wall. There. <laughs> yeah. More stuff, more perks, more yeah, something. Because they're smaller, they're trying to gather like clients, so they do that kind of I, stuff. I did, you don't have to pay for the earphones, for example. Or I did an don't... upgrade. No, you have to pay for everything. I had to pay thirty, bu- thirty-five bucks for my carry-on for bag. bag. Yeah, for one bag, but. Guess how much my my uh, my uh, upgrade for my seat was? What upgrade? You what? You went to first class? Well, there it's not really a first class. It's just you all no the same. But you have more. You? No, no, you have more room, so I could actually stretch my legs out all the way. Ooh, plenty of room. Guess how much the upgrade is? I don't know. Seven dollars. Yeah, seven dollars. You go when you—that's unheard of. Yeah, when you select your seat on Frontier, you select it. You go and it says, uh, "Do you want to upgrade your seat?" Yeah, see, I had a four hundred dollar upgrade option. They're like, "Ooh," (laughs) they send you an email. That's usually what they are, and I usually skipped it, so I skipped it flying there, and I sat in the middle like a monkey the whole time. And you know, I'm a big dude, so I—I was trying to. I had my hands up like this on top of the seat because when you're like. Tight on the side like that, and I got lats. You know what I mean. My back, strong back. You know, so I had to, I had to do some maneuvering. How long was the flight? The flight's fast. I mean, it's an hour flight, hour uh, and a half. And you still you have know. to stretch your no, lats. A couple out. times I had to stretch. No big deal. <laughs> it happens. Uh, but You're coming back, showing up to the people next to you. Coming back, coming back. I, I when I flew in, it was uh, uh, I picked the seat and I saw the upgrade. I was like seven dollars, so I did it. It's, Are you an aisle or a? Window? I'm an aisle, yeah, in case I got to break out. I don't yes, like being yeah, stuck. I like, if I gotta I like use the, the bathroom, seats, I sometimes I get dizzy and I, I can't take no How chances. How was the flying for you? That's right. You don't like it's fine. Fly. I didn't take any medication. Didn't do anything. I was just like, I'm gonna I'm suck it up for an hour. Yeah, I was good. You could never do a nine, ten hour flight. Yeah, I was. I, I was good. So yeah, I went up to Detroit. I was pissing and moaning. I remember complaining, complaining, uh, complaining, complaining. The uh, yeah, you said past couple weeks Saturday past couple weeks in Virginia I was complaining just about how cold it <laughs> every day I mean you've heard my mouth you know it's just really bitching and now. moaning no I get up there it's like six degrees you know what I mean when Fahrenheit, the sun's Fahrenheit. out seven degrees yeah it's just 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 it was bone chilling cold so it you know when you go to a place like Detroit reality sinks in you don't even know how good you have it you know what I mean well um, you don't even know it's cold now it's, it's cold really but, cold we had a day it was like 70 degrees and then it went down to like Eleven. <laughs> so once, once, yeah, once, once your body gets used to it. Once you see like a real place, you know what I mean. Was it snowing? Was no, it, it wasn't. Just cold. It snowed you? one day, like a dusting. It wasn't real snow like they usually get. So mm. no, I didn't get get that. But uh, yeah, went up there, hung out with pops. 
we had a good time. We bonded. I like to I like to think we. He must have been happy to see you. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, it was good to see him all, as well. We got to got to you know have a couple moments. We ate a lot. What did you guys eat? Just who yeah, cooked? Well, he, I think uh, he cooked once, but we mainly we went to a lot of local eateries mm. in and around uh, Detroit, and then we uh, uh, we. Uh, I went to Flint for one day. I went down to Flint and I caught up with Rico Phillips, who is going to be on the podcast today. We're going to talk about what's going on in Flint and some of the projects he's working on. Uh, so I'm excited yes. about that. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't catch up with a lot of people. That I, I, it's hard to catch up with, you know, old friends, you know, from many, many, many years ago. But Rico, I can count on him. Good guy, great guy, and he's been on a podcast before. Mm-hmm. Were you on that? No, that was him and I. It was a solo. I think I don't think you were on that podcast with us. I think he was on. He's been on more than one, right? Not that I know of. Really? I'd have to check. That's we're moving right along. I mean, we're almost at a hundred episodes. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's exciting. That's insane. So yeah, I spent and then I spent you know New Year's Eve with Mason Pryor. You know, oh son, yeah, how was that? You the, met? Yeah, the son of Richard Pryor, and uh, uh, yeah, he 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 doesn't disappoint. I mean, the, he is. He is his father's son. That's all I can say. Hmm. So if you guys ever get a chance, Google him. Google Mason Pryor and, and see if uh, he'll be in your area. I know he's been spending a lot of time in Detroit uh, doing some filming. I know he, he uh, has been filming a television show, and I went to the filming of a movie that he's getting ready to uh, – they were producing. So it was it was cool to kind of get behind the scenes, and they That's invited really me cool. behind. They invited me to the quote unquote VIP section, and uh, where all the comics. It was like a, I think it's a movie about stand up comedians, mm. uh, the next generation of stand up comedians, <laughs> and there was uh, it was uh, about five or six comedians back there. Uh, he came in and uh, just a really humble guy. You know, I can see that. Really humble. From the, like, like how he was talking on the podcast. Yeah. Was very nice. Yeah, very <laughs> nice. But as far as on stage, though, he lights up. He's got a, he's got a, he's a very on. similar style of his father's. And uh, he um, uh, has mannerisms, facial expressions. Well, he, he looks uses. a lot like him. You yeah, know? It's, it's, it's quite the treat. It was quite the treat, actually. I'm sure. So I got to, I got to hang out with, uh, you know, and watch a bunch of... Uh, uh, young comedians, and uh, that's how I spent New Year's Eve and go- leaving 2014 to <laughs> 2015. Uh, yeah, I was just I was dying. That's I was, good. I was crying. It was yeah. It was it was actually perfect for me. Yeah, you know, I don't really need all the jumping up and down and boozing and stuff. And just it's too much. It really is too much. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you know it's it's appropriate. You know you gotta. You gotta have a, a drink or three, but in this case, you know, up in Detroit, you know, had a good time bonding with the old man. Met Mason Pryor, hooked up with Rico Phillips, and uh, on that note, let's uh, segue in and and get Rico Phillips on the on the horn. All right, on the phone we have Rico Phillips, straight out of Flint, Michigan. That's what's up. So, like I said earlier in the program. Rico is a is a good friend of mine, childhood friend of mine, lifelong friend of mine. That uh, yeah, at a, at a moment's notice, I can call him up and he'll be like, "Yeah, come through." So we we managed to hook up in Flint and uh, um, you know just kind of kick it for a minute. He took me took me to uh, one of Flint's. Uh, I guess it was a, a Coney Coney Island, right? Coney Island or Coney Dog? Yeah. What is it, Coney? Yeah, it's uh, very synonymous with. Um, I don't know if it. If, 
I'm sure you find Coney Islands all over the place, but here in Flint, it's a, it's a stable uh, restaurant that you go to to kind of shoot the shit at and, you know, get your Coney dogs. They have Flint-style Coney dogs and Detroit-style Coney dogs. What is here that? In the and it's, it's controversy all in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my old man, he was, he, he, he was panning on it. Because um, he said, "What Rico's taking you there, man? That's the that's the jivest Coney Island around." So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got, yeah, you know well, I'm not trying to keep it close to work. That's all. Not not just him, but all we were we were we were out I visiting. Don't know, is there a classy Coney Island somewhere? Yeah. No, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a Coney dog, right? Right. That's what I. Was how much? How, how bad? That's what I told him. I was like, "How can you can you fuck up a Coney dog?" Is it a Coney uh, dog or a Coney Island? You can fuck up a Coney dog. I've had, hmm. I've had someone. I was like, "What is this?" Okay, I'm done. For the people that don't know, Rico, I don't know what this is. What are you guys talking about? Miriam has no idea what 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 a, what a Coney dog is. Why don't you explain it? Uh, well, there's two styles of, of Coney dog. Okay. Coney dog is a hot dog or, or a Frank, whichever way uh, <laughs> folks say it across our, our great country, <laughs> and it's in a bun like a normal hot dog. But what they do is they um, uh, have ground up, um, typically it's um, ground beef, and they have a special type of flavoring in it. It's almost like a chili sauce. So some people will call it chili dogs. Uh, We call them Coney Islands or Coney Dogs. Okay. Now, the kind that they make out of Detroit, or they call them Detroit-style Coney Coney Islands, is more like what most people would say is a chili dog, where here in Flint it's it's a different, it's, it's just mostly ground beef beef with flavoring on it. You put it on your hot dog or your fixing on it, and it is very, very good if the person makes it properly, obviously. Hmm. No onions? Yeah. Well, you know. Onions? <laughs> yeah. you got to have onions on that, right? There was a lot of onions. <laughs> there was a lot of onions. What was the name of the place we went to? Oh, well, that was uh, Tom Z's, Coney Island. Tom Z's, yeah, yeah. They, I, caught, I caught hell from my dad and all of his buddies. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, they, 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 they it was like, yeah. Well. Hey, the grease is as good there as anywhere else, man. I'm telling you. No, it was, it was like you said, it was close to, close to where you work, and uh, you were able to get away, and I, I, you know, that was, that was more than enough for me. I think Rico actually got some sort of fried, what was that? Like a fried fish on a stick or something? <laughs> it was like a, what was that? What was that you had? <laughs> I just caught me a piece of cod fried. I, I don't eat a whole lot. Yeah, it was like the so fish and chips, but I, it was I'm like, kind of a picky it was like shaped so like a hot dog. With the Coney dog. I never seen fish <laughs> shaped like that before. Good God. So yeah, Rico, Rico, tell it for the people just tuning in. And uh, um, uh, people that don't know you, why don't you give them uh, uh, your position and what you do in Flint, Michigan, as far as your profession? Well, my profession is I'm a, a professional firefighter, uh, or some would call us um, career firefighters. So in other words, I go to work at the fire department here in the city of Flint for 24-hour shifts, and then we have 48 hours off in between. And um, I've done this type of work for 23 years of my life, but um, I've always wanted to be a firefighter. So for me, it's, you know, a lot of people um, wish and hope that they could capture their green jobs from childhood. And I'm one of those fortunate people. I feel very, very lucky to do what I do. Now, recently, I've taken a couple of promotions within the department, and actually I work a, a normal 8-to-5 job. I say normal because that's normal for the average work person. But it's new to me, and it's oh, it's so hard to get used to um, coming to work every day, <laughs> as compared to every third day. 
you know, people think those 24-hour shifts, that's got to be brutal, but it's you basically put the shift as a, as a normal day in your life, and before you know it, it's over, and then you get two days off in between to be yourself. And um, month to month, we accumulate an additional 24 hours off. So the guys will have, like, let's just say you worked on Sunday, you got off Monday morning, you wouldn't have to be back to work until Saturday. So it's kind of a good gig in that sense. Now, we're talking about one of the arson capitals of the country per capita, and so the firefighters here don't get to rest while they're on duty too often. But uh, what can I say? It's it's home. Uh, the city has evolved um, over the last 15 years from a thriving uh, manufacturing town, automotive, automotive manufacturing town, to a town that's basically dependent on its educational um, facilities or you know um, resources. Like we have a we have uh, in our area, probably about five colleges um, just within this region or within this, uh, almost within the city. So they're trying to change the industry over to more, um, you know, about the colleges and the schools uh, because there isn't much tourism here and certainly no manufacturing going on right now. So you're taking a town that was thriving, break it down, and what you have left in the wake of it is. The workers who were in manufacturing have left our region, and the, as a trickle-down effect, the other small businesses have closed up, and so now you're looking at vacant properties everywhere. There's like yeah. 10,000 vacant properties. Yeah, Rico is, Rico, Rico is yep. very, very, very kind the way he's describing it when he says the, the manufacturers. <laughs> Politically correct. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When they, they left, I'll go on record and say when they abandoned Flint, Michigan, and the communities. And it, it they didn't just leave. They It was gutted, okay? It's like it, I've described this before where Flint, Michigan, and Detroit is, is, is as if someone performed open-heart surgery on a patient and left the wound open and never yeah. never healed never never sealed you up never stitched you up nothing it's just you just have a gaping wound this is this is flint michigan and what uh, what i see is a lot of people they're hungry they're starving and i'm not just saying yeah. in, in terms of food but uh, for work but for work for for knowledge for 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 just every basic basic needs then you you see it on in in and I see it on a lot of stuff in social media. Worst place to live, and I see Flint, Michigan, on there. Highest crime, Flint, Michigan. Yeah, uh, abandoned buildings and houses and businesses. I mean, this stuff didn't doesn't happen just because of a a, a, a percentage of, of of race that lives there. It, 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 it there's a there's a a big story here that's been that's been going on for twenty plus years, and uh, the fact that. Uh, you know, Rico has been able to, you know, um, maintain a, a positive outlook, stay within the community, contribute to the community. Uh, it says a lot about mm-hmm. the people that reside in Flint because everyone in Flint, you know, isn't a criminal. Everyone in Flint isn't burning down buildings. They're trying to hold on to their jobs and their careers and raise families. So it's, you know, I admire everything that you, 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 you know, you've done and continue to do in Flint, Michigan. Uh, even the way you describe it, Rico, you know, it, that's hats off, and it says a lot who you are. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Malcolm. I'm going to tell you, um, uh, beauty is always in the eye of the beholder, and I'm not saying this is a beautiful place to live right now, but I, I 
over time, I've been a union official here with the fire department and um, all types of other roles that I've served on. And certainly you can get down very quickly because it's so easy to bash our our community. So easy. Yeah, yeah every, I mean, it's everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Up, really. I mean, even the folks that live in the surrounding communities take aim on Flint in particular, which I think is awful ironic because Flint is the seat of our county, and without Flint thriving, the rest of the county suffers. But besides that, um, it's exactly what you described, this this gaping wound it's it's trickled all the way down to the the basics. The school system is barely holding on. It's almost in the state re- receivership itself. I go to schools and teach fire safety and career development, and I what I witness right now is the lack of hope on these kids' faces. Yeah. When I ask them what they're you know uh, a high schooler, what are you going to do when you graduate in two years? A rapper? That's okay. I don't have a problem with that. If I've got seven or eight rappers in the room that say that's what they're going to do for a career, that tells me that their their focus is on an easy grab. It is not on um, legitimate um, things that can make and and make this whole world. I mean, what we're losing is the fiber of our our you know economy by yeah. having young people that can't focus on the bigger picture. We're yeah. real, we're and, real out there. And when you don't you have, I mean? when, so you don't, when you don't have basic stuff. And I'm glad that I'm able to go in the schools because yeah. I try to be a positive mentor to the, to the kids and say, look, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. But they are under so much tougher odds than I was here in this community. It's, it's sad, Malcolm, when you had to suggest the people to leave Flint in order to get opportunity. And yeah. that's just the way it is. I mean, I'm sure there's other communities just like ours that, I'm not speaking, I'd be speaking to the choir, but here it's a sad state of affairs because the community was, we were the leaders in community education, but the first community education-based uh, programs were in Flint. Everything about Flint, because it was growing so rapidly in the 50s and 60s, made this the place to want to be. It was booming. So people, I mean, my parents, uh, my father came here from Cleveland, Ohio, because of all the great opportunities. And who we'll figure? Here we are. But, you know, like I said, you can sit back here and point blame and all these other things, but there's so much work to be done to kind of pick up the pieces. And I'm just one guy now, but I figured I'm going to do my part as long as I can because and hopefully it'll lead the way so somebody behind me will take over a role like mine. You know what I mean? But yeah. hey, that's just the way it is, man. It's, you can't just the hell with it. It's not my problem because it is my problem. I live here. My family lives. That's right. It's it's easy. That's the way it goes sometimes. It is easy to it is easy to jump on the bandwagon and just point the finger. I mean, there's there's there 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 are things that that, that people can do to actively get involved. Uh, to help the community, to educate the community, to feed the community. I mean, for Christ's sake, you can't even. What's the water situation like there? I've I've, oh. I've heard things. My when I came into town, Rico, my dad, I told him we were going to go down to Flint, and he he, he told me one specific thing. He said, "Don't drink the water in Flint." And you know, I was just like, "All right, no no problem." And we went to the Coney Island. What's the first thing I forgot I, I did when I got there? Drink the water. I ordered I ordered water and, and for a second for a second listen, for a second I thought I saw Rico look at me. I saw Rico look at me when I said, Yeah, I'll have he ordered a sprite. I ordered a water. When when I said water, I saw Rico kind of look, but I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, I just drunk the water. I didn't oh, think anything no. of it. Right? Was I in danger for drinking the water, Rico? 
No, actually, you aren't. There's some advisories that have been out uh, because what what happened is we're getting our water piped up here from Detroit, and Detroit put a stranglehold on the water situation, ran the rates up. And Flint is in the process, actually, of being progressive, and they're creating their own pipeline between Port Huron um, and uh, where Lake Huron is and Flint. And so they had a big squabble, so to speak, with Detroit, and Flint says, well, we can do it ourselves. we got our own river right here in town. We'll just treat our own river water. Well, that river water is very contaminated, and the folks in Flint here that have been monitoring the water situation as far as moving over to this revised system, we'll call it, until the pipeline is built. Um, they don't know They don't know what they're doing, Malcolm. So they can't get the chemical um, proper. So this time is a little bit too much of the cleaning agent in it, and that's all the advisor is for. But, but it's been back and forth. I've seen glasses of water poured right on the sink here at the fire station that were, uh, the water was almost brown. I mean, mm. it's unbelievable. I'm like, holy mackerel, hey, I, you can't believe they want us to drink this. And not to mention the water rates, because for so many years they had never raised the rates, according to inflation, and now the water rates are beyond normal. So a person's paying $200, $250 a month for water in a single family, you know, two, three people in their family from down what was about 50 or $60. And then the water quality is so poor, it's just a huge blunder by the, the you know the administration here not to just be patient until we can get a quality system. But, but man, it's like going, you know, I, I don't want to, it's like going to Mexico. I didn't want to say it, but I did. You know, <laughs> don't drink the water in Flint. It's yeah. just terrible. Yeah, it sounds like Africa. One more kick in the pants, you know. Yeah, I was hoping you would have stopped me when I got that water. <laughs> <laughs> well, they told us that it's safe to drink. You just want you to know that it's got a cleaning engine in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think about that much because I don't drink the water too often. But yeah, so I mean, but that's terrible. You know what? I it mean? is. It's another thing just to to put your neck on Flint about. Yeah, but I mean, it's like you said. You could sit back and complain and 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 piss and moan about it, but uh, you know there. I think people need to get involved. I think people outside of Flint need to 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 get involved too. Because if you don't, if you have people that aren't qualified to be working the water system, I mean, what do you, what do you expect? What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a disaster. Um, uh, and and speaking of that, Rico, some of the, Rico touched briefly on the outlook and the uh, morale of the children in Flint. I mean, could you imagine yeah, not really having sad. just the basic things that we take for granted, like water? Um, it's uh, that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, Rico has uh, has 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 a program that he's working on to to, to help uh, stimulate the morale really? of the youth in uh, in Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that, Rico? Well, yeah, I. As I evolved into a teenager, I, I was trying to figure out, uh, I know you go, what? Teenager? Anyway, uh, I, I was trying to figure out how I could prepare myself to be a firefighter before I became a firefighter. And um, so what I did is I, I found out that they had these, these, this role as an athletic trainer for the sports programs. Those are the folks that take care of athletic injuries. And I became a student trainer, and the reason I'm telling you that story is because I ended up with the hockey team in high school. I never played hockey as a kid, although there was uh, the park that wasn't too far from us had a hockey rink in it. I went to school with other 
play or uh, kids who played hockey. I could tell because they had their jackets on, or you could tell, uh, you know, they talk about it. But anyways, as I as I got into the sport, I suddenly realized that this is one of the coolest sports out there. Not just because you're on ice, you're cool, you know what I mean, <laughs> but because it has high level of skill, high level of speed, and you combine those two with a lot of passion to the sport. So by the time I was a senior in high school, I learned how to play hockey, and I actually ended up uh, becoming a referee relatively young in my ice skating experience. But anyways, here we are 28 years later, and I'm still refereeing hockey. Well, it was kind of, at the time, absurd that um, there weren't very many African Americans or people of color playing the sport here in this country, youth-wise or, or in the pros. And um, I, it, was, it was an obvious lack of diversity, and it was one that I had to tackle head-on, especially as an official. Um, I can remember one of my first seasons as a hockey referee, I had a coach just basically call, you know, blast me, uh, to be politically correct, throw the N-word at me, and then tell me he's going to kick my ass out mm. of the parking lot. Now, keep this in mind, I was 17 or 18 mm. at the time, and I was like, what did I get myself into? So um, as time evolved and I got more and more into it, again, I, I noticed the lack of cultural diversity. And as I got older and then I put my own kids in the, into the sport, things are starting to make these little subtle changes. Even the NHL, you can start to see the changes that are happening. So anyways, one thing I wanted to do is to, as, as now we've gone way fast forward, there's no such thing as ice hockey in foot schools. Where I had it in high school, and there was three other high schools, or two other high schools that had the sport in it. And I started to see this thing escape, and it had everything to do with the economics of our town. In other words, the workers, the people that could afford to put kids in the sport to begin with, had left, which meant the exposure for others to get involved in the sport had left. And what you have left, kids that barely even have a community program to participate in. There is no after-school activities. There isn't those intramural sports that we all played. I played floor hockey in, high, or in middle school and in elementary school on a competitive team. We go to other schools. None of those things were existing anymore. So... I took the initiative to kind of research a little bit and found out that there's other uh, folks that thought that had the same thoughts that I did. And so one day I was having a discussion and decided that I would like to somehow uh, provide ice hockey for kids that live in the city. And it wasn't based on race. It was based on the demographics, where they were located. Hood hockey. But certainly I knew for certain, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind either, that this was going to involve black kids and Hispanic kids and white kids, all the the rainbow of kids that we have in our community because that's, our community is somewhat still diverse. And um, I went to a local hockey retailer, and, and they're actually the har- largest independent hockey retailer uh, in the um, country, uh, Pilates Hockey World, which was founded right here in Flint, and asked them about what they thought about you know, supplying equipment. But many may not understand that minimum equipment cost for a hockey player is about 200 to $250. Yeah, it's expensive. It's stuff you can cheap. buy. Um, and ice time for each hour of ice, it's a, around $250 per hour. So uh, when I coach a team at the end of the season, I paid an ice bill of about $20,000. So it's 
very expensive to ask a kid or a family to see if it's something they want to try. Soccer. When they don't even have a clue about the sport. Yeah. So, long story shorter, I worked with them and uh, Pirani's Hockey World, and then I was able to secure a grant from the United Way, or through the United Way. It's a community um, block grant to yeah. the federal government that was gifted to Flint. And I was able to get the um, $7,000 grant to provide hockey for kids between ages of 8 and 11 absolutely free. And what we're doing is not just introducing them, but we're actually teaching them how to skate, how to play the game, and with the hopes that we were definitely going to make fans out of them. We definitely were going to expose them to something new, different, out of the box, something they could boast about. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get one hockey player out of the group that's going to stay with it. So I can tell you from what you said, Malcolm, a little bit ago about the whole, um, you know, people from outside Flint in the suburban need to take, pay attention. That's one thing I will say about this particular project is it's, it's brought people from all over the community, particularly the hockey community, but brought them into Flint, and they've embraced the concept of teaching this to inner-city kids. And um, They need something. And they are, every week I've got more than I need. And it's really cool to see. I just got a message from a guy I'm asking for volunteers this week. He says, and he texts me back and he says, i got to tell you, this has been one great experience. Thanks for asking me out. So I'm telling you, Malcolm, I'm getting cheeses, big smiles on faces from those kids the first time they step on the ice yeah. to the people that are working with them. And it just is a warm, warm feeling. And, you know, it's something small. No, I'm not offering homeless uh, a place to stay when it's cold out. I'm not offering a lot of other things, but I am offering a little bit of experience, a little bit of hope, a little bit of vision. You know, there's more out there than what they're seeing, you know. So that's what uh, my whole approach is and why this program is, is, is seemingly is getting off to a really great start. And and this is, uh, this just kicked off, didn't it, this this year's? Yes. Um, actually, I did run the program in 2010, and it ran very well. I had a lot of, there was a lot of glitches because I put the whole thing on my shoulders, so to speak. So I, I was skittish about just jumping in without making sure things were much more organized. So in 2010, we had 54 kids sign up, and we ended up with 34 that went through the eight-week program. This year, I have 30 kids signed up, and I, I'm so far so good. I've had every kid show up for two weeks. The parents are pretty engaged. The kids that, um, that have, you'd be surprised how hard it is to give away hockey because that's how far removed the sport is from within the city. They don't oh, yeah. have a clue about it, so it doesn't seem like something that, you know, there's just too much mystery to ice hockey. What do you mean you're going to have free ice hockey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, the kids that um, I got are through the Boys and Girls Club of Flint and the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Flint. So I wanted to partner with those local agencies who certainly have the access to the kids that we were looking for. And like I said, so far, so good. Things are running real smooth. That's so great. Yeah, that that is awesome, and you know it's it's it is it is a mystery because I remember when we were growing up, Rico, and you'd be off, you yeah. have your bag packed, you're going to go play hockey. We would all in the hood look at you like we would look at you sideways. We'd be like, Nah, <laughs> no, you did. Nah, we're we're we we were we were either going to play football or basketball. Mainly, I think we played right. we played a lot of football in the hood. 
like a lot of street yeah. football. And uh, that was kind of our choice. But the fact that you're bringing something different, it takes them out of their comfort zone, takes people out of their Absolutely. comfort zone. And it, it opens their eyes and opens their minds to look at something that they normally wouldn't even explore. They wouldn't think about doing that. So yeah. that's, that is a beautiful thing. And, and the fact that the community is embracing you and other communities are, I think it's, I th- I think it's, a, it's, it's a great thing. And I, I hope it continues to develop and grow. Let, let me tell you something, Malcolm. One of the, uh, I don't know if I want to call it eye-opening, but certainly an experience that is hard to to put into words is not just the kids, because the kids are so, you know, everything's a new experience when you do something different. But for the parents, uh, they're the ones that are totally out of the, you know, they're, <laughs> what? Yeah. They've never, they don't go to Plenty Arena unless there's a circus there. You know what I mean? So, they didn't even know there's ice down there, and, and the sport is played there. So when I, I was talking to uh, a little girl's parents, and I looked at these parents, and I clearly could tell they were like, what are we got ourselves into here? Because they, they just, you know, just totally it's out of their their comfort zone, like you said. So I asked them, I said, so what did you think when your daughter brought home this paper and said she wants to try it? And they were like, we didn't know it was going to be all this. So at the end of the session, I asked them what they think, and they couldn't thank me enough. So this is the coolest thing I could ever imagine my kid participating in. So that, to me, you know, when you see uh, brothers from the hood rolling up into the ice rink, man, it just it it transcends not just me, but it it puts you talk about comfort zones. I was talking to the guy from Piranis Hockey World that was outfitting all the kids because they're all custom outfitted. Yeah. And he had never run into a hockey player with that had a head full of dread and didn't know how to size his helmet. And it threw him totally out of his comfort zone. <laughs> like, he didn't even know how to, you know, how to deal with it at first. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, to get a bigger helmet, but he was trying to, you know, he just had never dealt with something like that in his life. So... It's great for, like I said, not just those participants, but the parents and the volunteers. They're all getting uh, a cultural diversity exposure that you can't really put into words. It just has to happen. And you also mentioned, I think I heard you said, uh, daughters. So you're doing co-ed, correct? Yes, Yes, absolutely. This is a boys and girls uh, program. And the reason that it's so important that we do a boys and girls, not just because like I said, this is exposure, but there's women's hockey that is making a huge surge in the, in the college ranks and certainly on the international ranks. There likely will never be enough support for professional ranks, but on the amateur ranks, uh, here locally, we don't have uh, girls' hockey in Flint, but uh, a community south of us and over to the west of Atlantic both have quality programs and further down Detroit that these girls are getting opportunities that they wouldn't have gotten not even 10 years ago. So certainly we want to make sure that that we expose this sport to the girls as well. Because, again, like I said, we, we're hoping to make some fans out of them. There's nothing, nothing more. Yeah, because I know, I know just, just I've watched a variety of sports coming up. And um, I mean, hockey is a is not a cheap uh, cheap sport, like you said, for from uh, traveling to games to equipment, skates, the whole nine. I mean, that stuff adds up. And in the hood, that could be uh, that could be challenging to uh, you know to to maintain uh, being a participant in that sport. Well, absolutely, and that's one of our our concerns. At first, 
like ten five years ago when I looked at the situation, I'm thinking, I wonder how many we can keep in the sport. And then it dawned on me towards the end, these folks don't have the resources or the stability or even the parents don't have that level of interest that's necessary because like you said, traveling. When I was a youngster when I first started refereeing, the kids um league and uh, age groups, they all played at one place, at one rink. Now, in that same level, we're talking about the how are the beginning stage level, not the advanced travel teams. Talking about the beginning stage levels, they still have to go 20, 30, 60 miles away just to play a game. So it's not easy. The parents have to take them, you know, to these games. It isn't like there's a uh, transport system available for, you know, a youngster anyway. So, this sport, realistically, is they almost price themselves out of business because it, it's it's almost always only for the affluent now, affluent, however you want to say it. But um, it, it's kind of sad because as we're trying to diversify the um, the sport, it's becoming increasingly harder. So thank goodness for folks. I don't want to toot my horn because I'm not the only one in this country that has a program like this. But thank goodness for folks like us that are trying to make it affordable and try to make it so that it's reasonable for a, a parent and a child to look at the sport realistically. But it's, it's like anything else right now, Malcolm. If, if you're not in the know or know how to get to the know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. And, and how do how how do people find out? Like, How could someone get involved to either uh, be a volunteer or a sponsor or anything like that. How can someone get involved with this program? The very best way and easiest way uh, is through our social media, and that's the Facebook page that we have. It's the Flint Inner City Youth Hockey Program. It's the name of our Facebook page, and, it's, and there's a direct. Um, I'm, you know, I'm the administrator of the page, obviously, but I mean that's the, the very best way. And plus, all along the page, you'll see information. You can look down. It's some of our past, um, I had video from our 2010 um, um, program, and there's pictures. Uh, Martin Cleves, who's a, a Flint native, played uh, certainly, he was with the, um, played for Michigan State University. Some of us cats our age might know who he is, but also played for the Pistons, and he's a big, um, big role model here in our community. And anyways, he came out to our program and gave a great inspirational speech to the kids saying that he wishes he had an opportunity because he would like to at least been exposed to it, unlike the chance that they're getting. So um, he'd be also another person that maybe we can get you in touch with, Malcolm, because he's so flint and he is a, such a great spokesperson. And he's got a, a great program that he does where he gives back um, to communities like not just flint but others. Yeah, I like that. I like that very much. Yeah, for sure. We, I'll definitely get you in touch with them. But yeah, do so. um, for now, you know, get in touch with us there. Um, we are looking for some sponsors for some of the things we do. Um, but just just to be interested, like our page and then keep up with us. And you, I mean, we've got a few photographers that are put pictures down every every weekend to see the watch the progress happen. So it is is really. Uh, me for our community. I'm getting a lot of support, you know, not just from 
financial or from coming out to help, but just people saying that is really great. They're proud of the fact that we're doing this here in Flint. Well, that's that's what's going to get the that's what's going to heal that wound that's been been open for for so many decades. It's not going to fix yeah. itself. Flint and Detroit is not going to fix itself. GM and other uh, industrial companies are not just going to set up shop there and uh, rebuild for the sake of helping the community. They they're just going to help themselves make more money, and they're going to go right. to uh, uh, you know a cheaper go to a cheaper real estate to make whatever product they're making. So we, yeah. as a community, need to come together and support uh, the Flint inter- inner city uh, youth hockey program and other programs like that. I mean, you have to. Oh, yeah. It's it's important to get involved because we're going to have to fix it ourselves. And you're starting at a a, a wonderful place that of which we cherish. And hold uh, most sacred is our children. So I mean, that's the that's the best way. And uh, you know, big ups to you. So we we appreciate Thanks, what you're doing because you're making you're making a difference. And um, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, I'm sure those children are really looking at uh, what everyone's doing. All the volunteers are doing, and yourself included. Uh, you know, they're looking up to, and uh, that's penetrating. That that is sinking in with everyone involved. So good job. I appreciate it so much, Malcolm, and even just the opportunity to talk about this program on a larger audience scale, because what I hope to inspire out of this little broke-down town called Flint is that others listen in their communities and pay attention. We're the only ones that are going to keep our community strong. We can't, even these politicians that we put in place, it's, it's very difficult for them to maintain their level of integrity that they started off with because that's just what it is, is politics. Yeah. In our community, what's helping the resurgence is not the politicians. It's the small businessmen and it's the community, the subtle community leaders, people that go, hey, no, no we can't wait. We're going to have to figure out a way. And, and we can't wait on all this help from from uh, the politics. We gotta, we got to do it ourselves. So others around that are listening, whatever your community, even if your community is thriving, it doesn't mean that there isn't a place out there uh, with your passion attached to it that you can figure out how you can either start something up like this, my, like I did. I just started this on my own. But certainly it's easier to find a program out there or something that you love and, and you care deeply about to join in on and, and find out, scratch the surface, see if it's up your alley. That's what I've done. I was fortunate enough. It seems like unfortunate, but I almost drowned when I was uh, 26, I think I was. And it, it, when I when I woke up from that situation, I don't mean I was asleep or unconscious because I didn't have to go to the hospital. I was lucky. But when I woke up from the situation, I realized that I have only got one life, and I've got to do everything I can to make the most of it and the best of it. And I'm not just saying go out and have all the fun I have. Be meaningful because... That's when I recognize legacy is important, and it, it, I teach my kids with my legacy, how to be a leader, follow my footsteps. And it's hard for today's kids. You, I don't tell you, Malcolm, these kids today, man, they're only about themselves. They're not about anybody else. Yeah. And, and I don't know why, but I'm not even going to try to go on that subject. But yeah, I'm just I appreciate the opportunity to yes. talk with others and hopefully inspire a few more people. 
Yeah, you're right, Rico. I mean, you know, a good majority. It's easy to get caught into the this I generation, this me generation, just because uh, the technology and everything that's around it. But I do have hope, and there are some great kids out there, like the ones participating. Your ch- your yeah. children, my son, and uh, you know other 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 kids around the globe that are figuring it out that uh, you know we can do more together than uh as as a single body or, or as themselves because you can't do anything you know if it's just just you alone you have to build right. and that's what you're that's what you're doing you're leading by example and what a great example that is rico uh and your legacy uh is i, I it's safe to say your legacy is intact i mean keep 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 doing what you're doing i appreciate that malcolm mm-hmm. hey man we we both came from the same hometown basically and um the, the good thing that we had is we had parents who cared about us, who who did their very best to teach us the fundamentals of character. Yeah. And that's what I see when I talk to Malcolm Riddle, to others that we grew up with. They have character, and and um, we use that character. We exemplify good character. And, and so what can you say? But you know what? We're just living, and we're doing it the right way, the best way that we can. You know? And we're not flawless. I've got a lot of things about me that aren't, aren't, you know, perfect. Obviously, we all do. And I don't, I just want you to know, I consider myself like this guy who just is just trying to live, and this is just the way I want to live, because sometimes what happens, uh, at least here locally, because I've never been anywhere else as far as living somewhere else, um, I get a lot of accolades, and I've been so appreciative and feel blessed. But sometimes I put you on this pedestal, you know what I mean? I get nervous about being put on pedestals because... You fall pretty hard sometimes when you make mistakes or an error in judgment, that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm just going to say this one time, Malcolm. I can't thank you enough for your support. You've always been there for me. It's great to have been able to reconnect. But um, what I like about the form that you're giving me and that you're offering to not just me but others is it's an opportunity to talk about tough topics or it's an opportunity to talk about things that interest interest us, whether it be movies or music or whatever. So hats off to you because that stuff makes a difference. It makes life worthwhile, man. Yeah. Today you made my day, man. Well, thank you. Talk a little bit about the fun stuff I'm doing in play. No, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's you know we have to take advantage of of the technology that we have today, and uh, yeah. you know sh- share this wealth of knowledge uh, with the people that we know uh, through uh, social media and other outlets like this podcast, iTunes, and uh, you know, like I said, other avenues. So yeah, it's a right. uh, it, it, there's a lot going on, and and uh, you know we know that. Um, uh, you know we're, we're we're human. We make mistakes, but we can be better, and we can uh, always uh, um, uh, strive to be better. And that's what I see within the com- different communities. Uh, Flint uh, being one of them, that there are parts and areas that want to improve and that are improving. And uh, you know, we just got to keep getting the word out there. Uh, Rico, Absolutely. I know you. I know you have uh, 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 to get back uh, get back on the job, uh, but. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you uh, spending some time with us, and I appreciate you spending time with me when I was in Flint. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Every time, brother. Every time. And, uh, you know, uh, I know you have a co-host there who's been silent going, come on, when do I get to say anything? No, no, I'm listening. I'm fascinated. I'll give you your turn right now. Go. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just fascinated. I'm really, I admire what you do. I think it's really great. 
it's very inspiring. So good job. Keep doing well, what you're you. doing. I, I certainly will. And again, I appreciate your time. And uh, the chief has called me twice while I've been on this podcast. Don't tell the whole world, but the whole world knows now. Don't <laughs> a few people. <laughs> All right, Rico. We'll get back. Get 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 on the don't, get don't on the call horn. The chief on this one. That's right. Get get on the horn with the chief. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, you guys. Take care. Thanks right. again. Yep. Bye bye. That's right. That's my boy Rico Phillips. It's really beautiful. Actually. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. He, uh, he, you know, he's he's making it happen. You know, he's yeah, but he's doing what he loves in a community that he loves, and he's just giving back. It's just and it's challenging too because of it's challenging, but he does. He's not giving up. No, no, no. And in, 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 a, in a place in a state where. People have given up, and, and for good reason. You know, you, your morale sinks. There's, there's, you can't even drink the water. I mean, good night. But just looking at the page, and if you guys go to the uh, Flint Inner City Youth Hockey Program on Facebook, it's an open page, so you, even if you don't have Facebook, you can probably Google it, and it'll pop up. But just looking at the pictures of the, the children and the parents, I mean, it, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to see. And you don't see that. You know, what do we see on the news? We see the crime. We see uh, police uh, uh, violence, uh, you know, whether it's violence against the police and uh, police violence within the community. We see a lot of negative stuff. And we need to get, you know, um, um, the media to look at stuff like this to at least, you know, if you're going to do a six bad stories, do something like this on the news. So yeah, if you something guys, besides pandas having babies. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, that's not yeah, about yeah, community, about yeah, people, human yeah. beings in your area. This this needs this needs to. So if anyone is listening and you have a friend that works for a media outlet, uh, whether it's a blogger, another podcaster, or um, you know, a news organization, uh, you know, pass this story along. Let's see if we can. You know, it doesn't have to just be in the Flint area. You know, I mean, for Christ's sakes, I see every month I'll see something worst places to live, and I see Flint, Michigan, and this is being this is going viral all over the internet. So, I mean, you don't have to be in Flint to get involved with Flint, and there's other towns like Flint outside of Flint. I've said Flint a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, but uh, <laughs> that's my props. point, and that's what I challenge you, the listeners, to do. Uh, uh, 2015, get involved, get involved with something. You know, yeah. Make it happen. Let's just do something. Let's do something together, like Rico said. Let's uh, break this uh, me generation uh, a little more unity. cycle. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you should play Queen Latifah, U N I T Y. That's right. That stands for <laughs> unity. That's right. Moni in the middle. I don't even know what happened to Moni. I don't know either. She's still rapping though. Is she? I heard. I, I heard. You know. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting, you know. It's 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 very eye opening. Um, When's you know, the last time you were in Flint? That's what my dad said. He goes, "Man, I haven't seen y'all for you know. I guess been a, since my grandmother passed uh, about four years ago. So time, yeah, you blink your eye wow. and, and you can get caught up in your own world, and time will uh, lapse. Has I mean, it changed it, from when you were there? No, no. There's a few things missing, you know, like uh, buildings in my old neighborhood. The car wash is gone. The strip club is still there. Yeah, of yeah, the LLT in Flint, Michigan is South Side, right off South Saginaw Street. It's still there. I've never been in that strip club. Yeah, right. no, I haven't. I've never been in it. That's I, which is you know exactly where it is. It's in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the liquor store. I mean, it's it's in it's like how the liquor store and the strip club are still open. Those are always up for business. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's money all, coming in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the, the pawn shop. 
the pawn shop is still there. I used to, yeah, it, there's certain things that are still there. The yeah. gas station on the corner, the LLT, it's right there on South Saginaw. Can't miss it. And it's it's been open and it will probably continue to be open. But there's good things like the, uh, the you know, hood hockey that is, uh, I like hood hockey better. <laughs> Huh? He said that when he was talking. I, was <laughs> I like hood hockey better. <laughs> hood hockey is, uh, you know, that's something that, that that needs to be up there, you know, right alongside. If, if the if the strip club can be open, hood hockey can be open, right? And, uh, and I program. guess I guess that's comparable. I, mean, I don't know if that's what you want to put side by side. I mean, you a, got girls working the pole. You can have you know kids for the community. Kids working the puck, you know. That's not. That's not right. It isn't. But let's not. You know, (laughs) it it, it ain't easy being here. You know, it's 2015. Let's. uh, What what else is going on? You know, I brought in the new year. Like I said in Detroit, that was one of my highlights. Is 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 hooking up with Rico, hanging out with Mason Pryor. As I said, with the comics, and uh, I got sick. Also, New Year's uh, right after midnight. I was sick to like three in the morning. Didn't have one drop. One drop. So what do you mean you got sick? I ate some cold pizza, and the cheese didn't agree with me. I was curdled. I was Ew. Yeah, I was done. I was done. I, I was hurt. cold pizza phenomenon in America. I didn't feel like heating it up. So I was just like, so mm, much better when the cheese is, like, melted. No, and I paid and for the, it with the, the high price. Crush, crunchy. I was miserable. Straight up. Straight yeah, up. Who eats pizza at, like, 2 in the morning? I didn't eat all day. That's why you didn't feel good, and That's then you right. ate that. Yeah, and it just 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 good went job. in me. Yeah, it just it was like a it was like a it was like a, a, a handful of gravel in my stomach, and it just buckled me. It's mm. the worst. I suck at getting sick too. I mean, most lost men, my voice too. Cause I most threw up. men become like really. Yeah, yeah. I threw up, and then I. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm giving you all these so details. Much. Yeah, puke. You know when you puke a lot. And you just Bleh! and it makes your voice raspy. It just it tears it up. So I was, yeah, I was. That's another from reason. the pizza or a different time. No, it was the same sickness. Same sickness, man. Kidding me? That's not good. It ain't good. But maybe yeah. it was that hot dog that you eat. No hot dog. I just you know it wasn't even a big hot dog. It was small. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, even with all the ground meat. Yeah, was it was it fine. Feeling? It was tiny. You know, and he had a cod on the stick or something. It was <laughs> weird. Not a lot that was of a, agree with him. <laughs> that was a weird combination right there. And I had the water, but yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Maybe it was the water. No, this was New I I went to Flint after New oh. Year's. So that was a that was a different okay, I hope thing. It's but not. It is what it is, people. Um I uh and after that, you know, it was just a series of just, you know, I saw a couple films. Um over the holiday, I saw uh, this really good film called Coherence. Yeah, it was good. I, I haven't talked to you about that film, have I? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I need to pull it up. I don't even have any any of my notes and about the film. Let's see, about it. who's in it? No, no names. Oh. It's uh, okay. Coherence. Um, it's a it's a sci-fi thriller. And it's about uh, strange things happening when a group of friends gather for a dinner party mm-hmm. on the evening when a comet is passing overhead. So uh-huh. within that, the 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 comet, I guess, uh, causes um, – I don't know if it leaves something in the atmosphere, but it, 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 strange things start to happen. Okay. All uh, – To people or to the environment? 
all uh, no name. I can't, I can't say no name, but these are these are basically that sounds kind of bad. But these these are actors and probably a director that you haven't heard of. But if you just Google um, Coherence the movie, it'll it'll show up. It's on iTunes. I think it's streaming for free on Amazon and uh, Amazon Prime if you're an Amazon Prime member. But uh, where I find find it fascinating, and this this goes into this goes into the uh, the, the the area which I, I'm very passionate and I love, uh, one of which is time travel. Any film about time travel, I'm in. On the, you know, I, I watched, finally watched, I've never seen Back to the Future 2 or 3, but I watched those over the holiday too. And uh, you know, I'm just in. They were fun. You know, I, I never really seen a reason to watch those movies because I had Back to the Future. Why would I watch those? But I did watch them and they were fun. But back to, back to this film, this film isn't so much about time travel. It's about parallel universes. Mm. So apparently what happens is the comet goes over and then strange things start to happen within the community. Mm. And this group of friends at the dinner party is now intertwined with a multi-universes. So it's more it's – it's a total mindfuck of a movie. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Primer? Yeah. It's like that, except parallel. You know, instead of Primer was time travel, mm-hmm. where they were seeing themselves and then another version of themselves and another because of the, I guess, the paradox mm-hmm. of time travel. This one is a paradox within parallel universes. So it's them on top of them on top of them on top of them chasing each other, trying to figure out is it them or what the hell have they gotten themselves into. Hmm. It messes with. I've only seen it once so far, but I, it, I'm going to watch it again because it's one of those films where, just like Primer, if you haven't seen Primer, you've got to watch it multiple times, and you get something out of it every single time. I'll play the uh, I'll play the uh, um, trailer of it, and yeah, we'll see if it can, you know, make any sense. Let's. Uh Amir is bringing Laurie to dinner. Amir is a total jackass. <laughs> Everyone else still not have service. I got zero. No. On Where? the news, you know, they're talking about the comet. Yeah, yeah. Miller's comet. After it passed, people get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. Why? And they keep telling people that this can happen. The chicken tastes like right. tuna. It must be comet. Miller's comet. <laughs> the whole neighborhood is out of power, uh, except for a house about two blocks up. Why? Mike, is that door locked? I'll, I'll check it. Baby, stay away from the door. door. I can't stand this. I'm going to go see what's going on. I'm sorry, but I'm going. See that? Oh, my God. This is bad. This is really Wait, bad. Wait, what's the box? That was at the other house. Oh, my God. Baby, what did you see? You, what, you? Did you what did you see? You don't even belong Everybody knew about we this. Thought he you told knew. us. Thought you he knew. told we us. Everybody told knew about you. this except me. We have to just get through the night, okay? And I'll explain the trailer because it's, it's, it's a lot of text on the trailer. I don't want to be stuck here. What is going on? So this this is a this is a trailer of visuals and text. So it doesn't probably doesn't sound too good to you guys listening, 
but it's a uh, it, it, through all that chaos that you you just listened to. It's um, it's a film where there's different clues or objects that start appearing, but it's objects that their other selves placed. You know what I mean? Like a knock on the door is them, the other selves come into the house and then saying, "Oh shit, that looks." That looks like, yeah. And and there's all sorts of just strange stuff happening throughout the film that it just fucks with your mind. Should they, and they're trying to, they're trying to get a grasp on it to see if they should engage with their other selves. Is there a danger of doing so? You know what I mean? One guy flips out and says, I'm going to go kill my other self because that guy at the other house that looks like this house is drinking and I don't drink because I know what happens when I drink and I don't want that version of me mm. to be out there. So they're freaking out. They're wow. they're all freaking out for various reasons. Someone else in there has had an affair and his girlfriend's insecure and you know, it's just so many different things going on in the house. One of them uh, uh, slipped a Mickey and every in, 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 as a as a joke, I guess, at one point in time in their life, and 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 they question her, and they're like, "Did you slip something in our drinks again, or something like?" You know, it's a whole. It's, how does it wrap up at the end, though? Is it satisfying, or is it still left? You're just left. You're kind of left. Okay, yeah, I yeah. See. You're, you're kind of left, but but. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you're like, <laughs> it's it fucks with your head. Like it's it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, there's no no no. It's just like what the hell. But okay. it's just one of those films. Some people like this style of filmmaking. Some people don't. I enjoy it. Like I said, time travel, parallel universes, stuff like that. I'm in. Even the bad ones, I I, I watch. <laughs> Uh, it's it's just something that brings me great pleasure because I'm thinking it's got my mind you know processing what's going on and when you watch this it's 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 so well done at least from my point of view just because they're not using special effects they're not using you know name big name actors the yeah, script I was say, is that's good sometimes the actually. script is tight so yeah. if you get a chance to see that you pay more attention to like the content than like being distracted by coherence celebrity. Faces. Yeah, it's on. Uh, like I said, it's on Amazon Prime right now, or you can rent it on iTunes. Um, you good can buy at it. Making f- people want to watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm can, like, I got to put that on my list too. You can. Yeah, you can buy it for ten bucks. It's ten bucks on iTunes or rent it. Rent it for five bucks, but you might as well own it because it's going to be something you're going to want to watch again. Actually, that's so just true just buy it. Yeah. yeah, just 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 buy it. <laughs> um, I got that song stuck in my head. We were joking around earlier. What, showtime? <laughs> no, not that one. Miriam and I were joking around earlier. I, I have these songs that uh, that pop up in my head, or I'll just be singing, uh, and um, uh, like, You're like, isn't that a song? D, you know. <laughs> and I said, that D," and really, that's not the song. It's "Throw That D" by <laughs> "Throw Throw That D" by Two Live Crew, but no one knows that song. So she thought she's sometimes she thinks. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Like one day I was I was in studio and we were. Oh well, no! Because like, you'll ask me like, "Is that a song? That's a song, right?" And I'm like, "I don't. I mean, you're telling me one tiny ass part of this yeah, well, maybe song." Well, <laughs> well, I'll loop it over and yeah, over again. And she's like, well, "What good. the hell are you singing?" And I'm like, "You know, that's a song." She's like, "No, it isn't." I was like, "Yeah, it is." Like I was. What was the one I was? Got that Chiba. Got that Chiba. Chiba, Chiba. And I was like, "That's a song." Chiba, Chiba is a song by Tone Loke. So I played it for her. these young kids. Don't know anything, dying. people, man. You know what uh, I mean? They don't know real music. So today I was, <laughs> I was singing because uh, I hadn't heard my voice on the mic in a while, and I was like, "Ooh, baby." 
I think I love you from head to toe. And uh, yeah, I can't sing. Song. So you found the song? I know the song. Oh, for some sorry. Reason, okay. For some reason, she thinks I'm making this stuff up, people. I just, I was thinking a completely different song. You're yeah. so 80s. <laughs> Everything happened in the 80s. It's like all Casio stuff. <laughs> really? This is one of the jams in your mind. Lisa, Lisa, and Colt Jam. <laughs> but I was singing this to myself, and you were laughing. Here we go. So I was singing that chorus. <laughs> To give you guys some perspective on this, I was singing this chorus right here, this hook, to myself because I'd heard my voice in a while. And she was sitting there in the in the studio laughing at me off mic, and she was like, "I was like, I was like, you know that song?" And she was like, uh, "No." And I was like, "It's a real song." And she goes, "You're in love with your voice, aren't you?" So I was I was singing this. Thing. That's what I was doing, people. Yep. Yep. Like I t- and I told you know I recently told someone. Um, Recently, they were talking about, you know, uh, over the holiday season, all the sports was on. You know, you got all the big games and everyone keeps asking me, well, who are you rooting for? Who's your team? I don't have a team. Unless it wasn't in, you know, the late 70s and the 80s, I have no idea what's going on. I have no clue. You ask me any sports figure from the you know 70s, Lyle Alzado, Bjorn Borg, Arthur Ashe. Jimmy Connors, Old you know, school. yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Tony Dorsett, you know what I mean? Yeah, any of Terry Bradshaw, you know, you, you think, any of those guys, those big names. Yeah, they're not in it anymore. That's what's up, and that's where I was at. So, I, yeah, I don't, you know, if I had time, like I had time to watch games over the holiday season, I'm just, I'm always on the go. So, who has time to sit? You know, when I'm here, as soon as I got off the, as soon as I got off the plane, I was back at work. Soon as I got off the plane from Detroit, that same day, so it's you know it's back to the grind. 2015, I you know I ain't slipping, and I'm not sleeping. Uh, another film I saw over the uh, the holiday season uh, was um, where is it? Life itself. We were talking about. Oh this. yeah, you were supposed to remind me on it. And you did. I forgot. Mm-hmm. She Thumbs forgot. up. She's, she's got a little ring rust. So life itself is about. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's the Roger Ebert documentary, and it recently it's it's playing right now. If you uh, get a chance, watch it. It's on uh, CNN. CNN, and CNN is running it currently. So it's also yeah. on iTunes to download um, if you don't want to, uh, you know, get the commercials. But fascinating look at Roger's life. Uh, also goes into uh, early days, goes into his relationship with uh, Gene Siskel. Uh, so and their 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 beloved television sh- uh, show. So uh, let's play that uh, clip real quick. Let's get it. A little slow. Let's move on to a movie now. That's one of the most brilliant, weird, and unusual American documentary films I've seen in a long time. Roger Ebert was the definitive mainstream film critic in American cinema. 
has been writing for half of the history of feature films. Roger was a mature writer early on. He's written over a dozen books. He wrote a novel. He won a Pulitzer Prize. How on earth did Roger Ebert write Beyond the Valley of the Dolls? Boobs. Beyond the Valley. You know, this is a title. Roger was good addition, but he also could take it. He is a nice guy, but he's not that nice. It's Thriller Week on Cisco and Ebert in the movies, and we've got three new ones. Sound a little excited, Gene. Sound less excited, Roger. Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel were the most powerful critics of all time. The perfect matching of opposites. Even though Roger wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, Gene lived the life. These were towering figures clashing. It was, I'm going to crush you. You give Benji the Hunter a positive review. That's totally unfair because you realize they almost didn't care what anyone else thought as long as they could try to persuade the other. This morning I confess that I am a sick person. Three years ago, I felt a lump under my chin, and it turned out to be cancer. Roger had an inner core made of steel. Do you want to rest a little bit or work a little bit? Ask Steve. He's the director. He's a soldier of cinema who cannot even speak anymore, and he plows on. And that touches my heart very deeply. As a film critic, he was somebody who gave life to new voices, gave life to new visions that reflected all the diversity of this nation. He made it possible for a bigger audience, a wider audience, to appreciate cinema as an art form because he really loved films. For me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Life itself. It's a fascinating documentary. I mean, amazing. It, it there's so many different things that go on. And believe you me, you know when you watch this, you should uh, uh, you know have some some tissue because you're. you're I, I was like welling up. I was like straight up. I was. <laughs> there were so many times where I was fighting. Yeah, you love him. Maybe I was. I'm getting soft, but I'm telling you, there, there's. You, well, yes, you have to understand. There was a period in time when, before YouTube, before the internet, before HBO, there was nothing. Yeah. There were four, five, four channels, basically three or four channels, uh, maybe five. Uh, but uh, you, you had a few channels. If you saw a movie, a movie would run in the theaters at that time you know for a month two months three months at a time it wasn't these big movie houses where there was 15 uh movies playing at one time you go you might have if you're lucky you had two two screens god i'm dating myself <laughs> but it really wasn't that long ago in, no. in the grand scheme of things no. it, it, it really wasn't and then you had Roger Ebert, uh, Siskel and Ebert, the yeah. television show that uh, they would review movies so i would watch that religiously just to get a you know thirty second clip or to get into that was my link to a world that I wanted to be a part of, mm. so I would watch it religiously, so yeah, the, both of them uh, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert, they were a big where everyone else you know a big part of their childhood might have been fat Albert or scooby doo or or whatever you know mine was mine was Roger Ebert, you know Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert i mean that, they were yeah they were they were the it was the ABCs of of everything that the way I look at movies, um, you know, the, the, it was, it was, it, I can't even describe it. It was, it was a way for me to see what was going on in Hollywood. 
You know what I mean? It's like, like my it's, internet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was. It, that's the only way I can put it because there was there were no there was nothing. Might have been you a know. couple magazines out there that I got, but I, there was nothing out there. Well, even there just no, you would have to look it up in the newspaper, see what was playing, see what times. Yeah, you know but that's what I too mean? much. And, I mean, that's fine, but you, you didn't have anyone voicing an opinion on it. Uh, you know, showing you the clips, talking about the characters, talking about the directors, more, more analysis. Yeah, you know? and and I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed when they would mix it up. The, the movie definitely shows you know outtakes of them getting into some some pretty heated arguments. Oh, I'm not surprised. That's the didn't thing even when you're know, opinionated. You didn't, know? And some of the things I learned, I didn't even know that uh, Gene Siskel was a pimp. He was a pimp. What do you he, mean? He he was a player. He he him and Hugh Hefner were good, very close, and he would hang out at the uh, Playboy Mansion and and live the life. This is in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even know it. Mm-mm. Didn't even know it. That's why they said in the in the clip when he made Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, it was a lot of women, a lot of titties, mm-hmm. a lot of everything. Where Gene or where Roger Ebert um, wanted to be, have that lifestyle because he was single. The, uh, big part of his life he wanted to be a part of that life it was gene siskel that lived that life mm. yeah he lived uh, quite a life both of them did um but it shows how they came together and 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 it go it goes in great depth about uh roger ebert and his sickness and dealing with that and his family his wife his his grandchildren well, he, he dies during the filming of yeah, this right yeah yeah uh, uh but it's it's just an amazing journey and uh, quite the experience. And yes, uh, if you have a soul, you'll definitely be touched by this film. So I, mm. I highly recommend it uh, for, you know. Why is it on CNN? Like, CNN Films. I don't know. Maybe they're a producer or oh. something like that, contributor or something. I don't know. Probably a producer because it, it says CNN Films. I'm not sure what the credits are. I haven't had time to mm. to dig Just that curious. deep into it. But uh, I've been wanting to see it. And uh, I'm glad I did. And I'll probably... Probably watch it again. It'll um, be playing again. I'm recording it. Yeah, yeah. So those those are two films. I so wait a minute. So still, where does the thumbs up fit in all this for you then? The thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, you mean my picture when I take pictures? Yeah. yeah I get a lot of flack because of that. <laughs> I, I do the thumbs up. I do the th- well. Like I told you before, Roger Ebert is a it, it, Roger and Gene Siskel are the uh, um, reason why I give the thumbs up. It's three reasons. Okay. I've talked about. I've said this once. Once or twice on a podcast before. Um, uh, Arthur Fonzarelli from Happy Days. Okay. Arthur Fonzarelli is why I do the thumbs up. Normally I do the one thumb. Every blue moon I will do the two, but it's, it's rare that I do a two thumbs up um, uh, pose. Uh. But the thumb is a nod at Henry Winkler okay. who played Arthur Fonzarelli, a.k.a. the Fonz. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, uh, um, and. I don't know if he was influential on my childhood, but he played a a, a big part. Henry Winkler uh, was they, those guys were just always there when I was a kid. It was just like you know, that's just who I watched, and I've, I'm I'm still a fan of Henry Winkler. I mean, he's just he's I love him, love that guy. That's weird, and, and he, yeah, it's just <laughs> the fucking Fonz, and the reason that's one of the reasons why I wear t-shirts is because of the Fonz. The Fonz wore t-shirts. I wear T-shirts. You know what I mean. You'll see. I got to yeah, wear T-shirts under everything, just because of the fonts. The thumbs up. 
And uh, the thumbs up, of course, um, is a is a tip of the hat uh, for Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. And then my dad is the other reason. So those are the three reasons my dad gives as good. I don't know why he gives thumbs up. <laughs> really? I, I guess I should ask him. I, have no... I thought he did it in that picture because you did it. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. The thumb is contagious. <laughs> That's one of the things that I will tell you. Whenever, Victor, too, there's a picture. Yes. People, when it, like before I take a, a picture, whenever I take a picture, right, I get there, I stand, I got to look at the, 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 the people with the camera because they're always fumbling. You know how they are. They don't know how to do it. And whenever you take someone else's phone, unless it's an iPhone or whatever type of phone you have, it's always a little weird. It's, it's like, it's all, it, it feels weird holding someone else's phone. You know, for many reasons, yes. For a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So when you do, you're always looking and you're trying. So when I'm watching these fools fumble around, I know they're going to mess up the picture. So I'm, I usually wait. So I wait a second, and I'm like, "You ready?" And then you know, you get in your pose. But right then, I throw the <laughs> thumbs up for some reason. For some reason, Miriam Tassi. It's contagious. I don't even have to look. I can feel the other person. I can feel them throw their thumbs up. I'm not 100% sure. You know, I'm like 90-something percent sure. And then when I see the finished product, I'm like, oh, yeah, they did the thumb. Without, it's like they just do it automatically. Now, maybe in the, maybe they just know. I don't know. It's contagious. That's all I can say. A lot of pictures that I do, people will throw up the thumbs up. I, I, I'm almost sure the picture I took with Mason Pryor, he had the thumbs up. But my old man, for some reason, when he takes pictures, he likes getting right up in the grill. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't really like, you know, for a lot of reasons I don't like. My, it's like a, when he took the picture of Rico and I, I was like, man, you're close, man. I mean, my head is big enough. Literally, when I suck in air, my head expands. And it's the older I'm getting, I get OJ head. You know what I mean? It just it's just it's just starting to get big. I don't know what it is. You know, old man itis. Your bones start to get larger. Your hands, your thumbs, and your nose. They say grows. Ears. ears. Yeah, yeah. My ears haven't started to like drop, droop. I don't even know which one it is. You know when they get the long ear, <laughs> the ear old man. Lobe. Yeah, long ear. Or when they get the thick yeah, hair. Ears are a little small. Yeah. So mine. You know. Thank God. But sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's crazy. So, yeah, the, the, the back to the For thumb. Now. The thumb, at least, you know, whenever I do it, people put it up. So those are the three reasons. It, and it is contagious, people. <laughs> That's so the thumb's cool, right? It's not a bad deal. No, it's just me. Now it I is. know. Now I know your reasons. I uh, Outside of movies, I, I recently um, discovered a couple new uh, um, songs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to pull it up real quick for you guys. So, yes. New you know, songs? Well, not new, no. Oh. I thought we were going to talk we about have, D'Angelo. We are, actually. Not mm. today, though. We're okay. going to have a review. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Because 2015, I'm, I, I want to start to implement the format that we've been talking about for the past year and, and start doing stuff like reviewing uh, music, movies, you know, recommendations. I'd rather do the conversation instead of having, all right, this segment, da 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 da. Just, we'll talk about it. If we get to it, we get to it. But um, yes, I would like to, in, you know, introduce a music format into the podcast where we do review different artists. And um, uh, like D'Angelo, D'Angelo mm-hmm. that's one I listened to uh, recently. You turned me on to the new album. What's the album called? I have to look it up now. But oh. Well, anyway, it, 
it's a it's it, it's a it's it's a refreshing listen. I mean, it's it. Yeah, you get There's a, a lot smile. Of layer. There's she, a lot she of She likes D'Angelo. She likes those. Well, I like old D'Angelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you made that clear. <laughs> no, so. Uh, but one of the one of the Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a smooth. It, it's it's just the only only way I can put it. It's refreshing in terms of what you have or what's being forced in your ears today on radio stations and airwaves oh, it's very different. across the across the uh, uh US of A so that is and we'll we'll review that probably on the next podcast but uh, a uh, someone who I've known about since you know the beginning you know since back in the day is Cool Keith so Cool Keith um, as a member of uh, a founding member of the Ultramagnetic MCs, so these are these are these are MCs. Uh, I believe they're uh, Bronx based. I knew the Ultramagnetics because of KRS Boogie Down Productions would talk about them. I've had some of their albums growing up, but I di- I didn't know exactly how active Keith is still in rap music. I I, I didn't know, and the reason how I got turned on to it. Was I was listening? I listened to another podcast, uh, uh, Ice T's podcast called mm. Final Level. Ice T, if you like hip hop, definitely let's check out his podcast because uh, he talks a lot. He had Tretch on recently. He had Mob Deep on, mm-hmm. uh, and he had Cool Keith on. And Keith was talking. Uh, you know, Keith was on there, and uh, Keith is. Uh, uh, I mean, he's out there. He is his the way his mind works. It. It reminds me of myself in a lot of ways. He's got a thousand things going on at one time. And he puts it all down on wax. So every year it seems like he's been putting out all these different um, albums. Not under Ultramagnetics. Because if you go back and listen to those, it has an old school sound to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but he's been putting out putting out albums for a long time. He uses different aliases. He uses Dr. Doom. Black Elvis, Doctor Doctor Ultra, Crazy Lou, and Doctor Octagon. Right? There's a time in hip hop where I stepped away from it. I think I've talked about it on a podcast where, you know, from the '80s to the probably close to the mid '90s is, is is when I just you know it was just too many money hoes and clothes pimping. Just it was just so much stuff that it was just the same. It wasn't growing, mm. so I kind of just quit listening. Even now, it everything sounds the same. You know what I mean? And uh, every now and again, I'll find an artist, but you really have to hunt it down. Yeah, you have to do your research. You you have to dig a little. Yep. And, you know, listening to Cool Keith on his, on, on, on the Final Level podcast is when I just said, yeah, you know, I had some downtime over the holidays. I haven't stopped listening to one of his albums. It's called uh, The Return of Dr. Octagon. Okay. Uh, and I, I haven't stopped. I really? listen to it daily, many times, from start to finish. Now, this Ooh. one... Is it's a uh, character that he uh, developed. Uh, he has all these different characters. I guess he did the Doctor Octagon album, which is more. It's more that New York style, uh, Wu Tang esque. You know, I mean, it's his own style, but it's it's that. Well, does he change his style with his different? Yes, names? Oh. yes, and that's what's refreshing. That's, that's impressive. His whole style changes. So these slipped. I mean, I'm I'm almost. I can't say I'm embarrassed, but it's amazing where. You don't hear about this stuff. 
And this is the stuff you should be listening to. You know what I mean? And like I That's said, that's the I, problem with the record I, companies and all of the media and all that stuff these days. Just the music, music, the music industry is suffering a lot in its own way because of the exposure is you market yourself basically you know it's only yeah. the big companies are going to take the time and money to market you and even that there's so much out there so much competition but like you said if you do the research and you look into it a little deeper you'll find it it's there yeah and i i you know just tuning out when you tune out of something there's a lot of stuff that just is going on that you're unaware of, of. course you know what i mean yeah um just like you have a, a concert coming up with big daddy kane karis one Public Enemy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, there's a whole in New York that's going to go down soon. But uh, Slick Rick and, and not to get one. off the subject, Slick Rick, and, no, there's one bigger than that getting ready to drop. Oh. It's an amazing lineup. God, I see it. Yeah, but see, Rock the Bells didn't go forward because there weren't enough ticket sales. Yeah, you, but you got to find these little venues, like when they play at the Howard Theater and stuff. Yeah. That's where it's at. Um, but, you, you know, when you, you, you got to pay attention, use the internet, use your technology, and you'll find albums like uh, um, uh, the Dr. Octagon uh, album. And the one that I've been listening to is The Return of Dr. Octagon, which was done in 2006. And it's more of a, uh, it's more of a, kind of a, a, an electro-euro-sounding uh, um, uh, album. Really? Um, very, very electronic beats, yeah. Uh, almost reminiscent to uh, Gorillaz, hmm. in a way. Okay. Uh, but it's hip-hop. It's rap. I mean, make no mistake about it. And but the lyrics and stuff, like I don't hear a lot of crazy talk. I do hear crazy talk in the sense where you listen to something and you're like, "What the hell did he just say?" And uh, it throws you for a loop, which I find uh, refreshing. He has a lot of skits in it where he, you know he has different. Uh, Dave, little, I used to do that. Oh, I, I love that. <clears throat> um, like this one I'll, here. I'll just I'll, I'll just play one just for the hell of it. You have reached the matrix service of chemical bank and insurance company policies. Our operators are masturbating right now, but your call has been placed in a bucket of stomach fluid and will be attended by a double talking robot approximately 70,000 years from now. Please note that your personality may be monitored to improve our ability to ruin your life. Please vomit in a cup if you do not want this to occur. Recycle services. You know the nerve of this oxygen gone. You, ne you never heard of this. Forest fire, moving out, moving out from the forest fire, moving out the elements. You, you, you know my central intelligence, like the elephant. Trees are dying. Trees are dying. Trees are dying. Information is more concealed. So you see the style. Yeah, what you mean? Yeah. I'm just digging this album. Papers get printed. Trees you like hard beats. Like I do. You know the advancement for the elegance. Jones Industrial, real like my reels. You know the environmental change in its appeal. Information is more concealed. Inf information is more concealed. Trees are dying. Trees, 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 trees are dying. He's talking about stuff. Believe that. Scientific study, action chemical buddy. McGillicuddy, dispatching out to you. Imagine, imagine. Use the material for Christmas, I doubt you. Back, back, back to the lab. Back, there's a lot going on in that song. There, there's a lot. From the message to the sounds to the beat. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. It's just not... I find rap music today to be more one-dimensional. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and I listen to stuff like this, it's it just works. I mean, it works in, in, in every way. This is one I like a lot called Al Green. Let me get to that. It's like stuff I just drive to, you know what I mean? Just ride. Dress like they from Pakistan. Dress like they from Pakistan. Fuck the soul. Shit all the Indian looking. Everybody dress like they from Pakistan. Dress like they from Pakistan. Dress like they from Pakistan. Suckers, 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 suckers. Pack your shit. Pack your shit. Pack, pack, pack your shit. Digging it, man. I like, I like, I like music that that takes me and makes me think. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I like mood music, meaning something like this puts me in a state where I'm just, when I'm driving and I put it on. I'm paying attention to the music, and then I'm thinking about what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? That's not shit. That's extra stuff. Huh? That's extra. There's more depth. Yeah, man. And then, you know, it's just like, you know, you're like, well, what does he mean by that? You know, it makes you think. You know? It's not one-dimensional. You know what I mean? These hoes ain't loyal. You know what I mean? It's just not one-dimensional. So you're running crates of bananas from Miami to Texas. You need a pickup. We got this old Jeep. It's not much of a payload, but you could drive over the top of a double wide trailer in this thing, not even spill your beer. My sister gave birth to two twins in the bed of this truck just before she got abducted by aliens. You got any kids? I like that stuff. Like, what does what he mean? This is nice right here. It's called Dr. Octagon. So you see, it's it's it's, it's multi-dimensional. Yeah, not your norm. Far as maybe something that you might listen to. You know what I mean? I don't know if you would or wouldn't. Oh, it's definitely something that I would give a chance to. I just need to listen to it more and more. For me, anytime it's like new music for me, anyway, like not necessarily something that just came out, but it takes a few listens for me to like, in, you know, just kind of, I don't know, just take it all in. Really, I don't know. I'm so. in love. With, I'm in love with this album. When it's I, not bad. I would totally. It's just. It's definitely piquing my curiosity. I'm definitely going to give it a chance. And and just lyrically, like I said, his approach, the way he, his style, and on this album. I mean, it, it, what about his other? Did you listen to some of yeah, his other stuff? It's and this tight. Is, I mean, yeah. I, I've known Keith, Cool Keith for a long time. I mean, it's just it, it's just one of those things where 
it slipped through the cracks and had no idea that he had so many different styles. It's nice, though, when you can rediscover all like, that stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because there may be someone listening, maybe not, but maybe someone listening has been hip to him since 06 yeah. when this came out or prior to. Yeah. I just have never really followed it. Um, yeah, it's just uh, this is one I like to, to call Eat It. That's it. It's a duo. I gotta tell you this crazy little story. There we were. We were members of the 69th platoon in a strange desert like the ones you see on the news. I got used to being one of the chicks, nicknamed Sergeant Hot Lips, because I could use my lizard ring to measure any soldier's cock with. Which I didn't do, because I had a good reputation. Defending our nation, even though nobody knew why we were invading. 105 degrees, 105 push-ups, yes sir, please. Pray for a breeze while you pray for peace. Prayed like priests, sweat in the back of my knees, the back of the Another back of the 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 Lights out dream. I was on a date with this really hot dude. The kind that you know would look really hot nude. About to order food, but the panic alarm blared. So tough but scared. Wish I was there instead of the sand in my chewy hair. It's not fair. Ladies wanna go up and talk and eat. Don't wanna get in between the So yeah, that's a oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. It's just layer after layer. That's a duo he did with the MC named uh, Princess Superstar, and definitely Google her because I did, and she's got some tight stuff out too. Um, I like the style. I'm just digging it. There's stuff out there, so we just got to dig. You got to dig and find it. You know what I mean? Well, like, thanks for letting me discover something new. Just like, uh, just like Rico Phillips. You know what I mean? You got to dig and find that stuff. You got to, you got to look around for it because there's good, good stuff and good people out there yeah. producing, um, you know, quality content for the people, for the masses. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's a. Let me turn that down. It, it, it's, it's, it's. It's weird because uh, if you look at what they're feeding us, look at what we're drinking, look at what we're eating. Go back to Flint, the water that they're giving the people there. You know what I mean? That's God so kno- shocking to me, actually. God knows what what what, what you know what what's in <clears throat> the food that they're eating. What, the, the stuff we're putting in our bodies, our minds, what we're watching on on television. You know what I mean? It's a lot of crap out there. A lot of one dimensional <laughs> stuff. You know? Yeah. But that's why we're here, right? 2015 American Riddle. We're here to bring it. And uh, turn you on to a couple things. I'm okay with that. I'm with it. You know what I mean? I'm with it. <laughs> turn it up. That's right. You know, turn. What is it? Turn up. Turn up. Turn it up. What's wrong with turn it up? She's laughing at me, people. But yeah, we're you know we're we're just a little engine that's trying to trying to do it. A little engine that could, that mm-hmm. can, and we're here. Mm-hmm. We're making a stand. Yeah, word. Look at you. She's happy. I was waiting for you to She's rhyme ha- more. <laughs> well, no, man. I'm not. You know, give me give me a second. To, give me a minute to warm up. Uh, we, we we got a couple other things uh, going on, and like I said, I'll fill you the listeners in on on, on what we have. But uh, yeah, we're gonna do some some music uh, reviews, some more film. Uh, 2015. I've got a couple games that I've been. Uh, oh, yeah. We're gonna introduce uh, this new year that we're gonna start playing regularly on the podcast. 
And uh, yeah, so Exciting. that's what's up. I'm looking you know forward what I mean? to it. And uh, Miriam Tazi, yeah, you're back in the back in the hot seat. You're a little concerned. You know, it's been a while. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, know you I want to keep my gig. That's right. You <laughs> keep your gig. gig. <laughs> keep your gig. You know what I mean? In studio. Yeah. That's right. I miss it. It's been a while. Well, she's back, people, and I'm back, and we're not going anywhere. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, again, like I said, reach out to Rico Phillips. Yep. You can find Rico on Facebook. I think he's under Rico L. Dot Phillips, Rico L. Phillips, and um, look up his inner, uh, what is it, uh, Flint Inner City Youth Hockey Program, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Hood Hockey, that's what I call it, <laughs> but uh, reach out to him if you know anyone in the surrounding area of Michigan, or if you're part of a corporation that wants to help support yeah. the inner city, definitely uh, uh, you know make this part of your, uh, your pledge uh, this year, because... Uh, uh, whether it's in Flint or any place else, uh, the children could, uh, you know, could use some hope, and that's what we're here to do: spread the spread the word on that. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in, and uh, as always, uh, uh, Domino, motherfucker. The first time I grabbed the mic, I had the butterflies in a little stage fright. That night, Tupac got shot. UD hit the stage, and the set was hot. The West Coast getting back on the map. J5 dilated and the rest of the pack right. Started pressing demos in the form of cassettes uh-huh. And then we got calls from the record execs It was so exciting Just being in the group Getting interviewed Doing photo shoots The sky was the limit That's why I reminisce And think about the past Cause today it's all stress I heard life gets better with age But the older I am The smaller the cage From the trap And I wanna get loose and free And go back To the way that it used to be Hey! I want life how it used to be Everything now is news to me Yo, I want life how it used to be Everything now is news to me Einstein about life how it used to be but that depends on the past that we choose to see okay because once upon a time when i didn't see obstacles every goal felt perfect.